So uh, in the last couple of sessions, we've talked a lot about the um, phenomenon of um, complete shutdown of the intellect, even being taken over uh, by the darker forces in a person. And so we, we touched on last week, one of the um, very important, uh, helpful ingredients to have a very close friend that we talked to about what's going on in our life, even before we think we have a problem. So that uh, we'll be able to discover it or they'll be able to point something out to us. And uh, we'll have um, much better chance of avoiding going really off course. Uh, I just want to add to that point that uh, it would help very much if this kind of discussion of life challenges and struggles and the influence of the Eight Sahara upon us would be part of common discussion in our yeshivas and our kahilas. It shouldn't be just an isolated thing uh, between two very close friends. It should be the kind of thing that is becoming talked about. And that way, of course, it's much on our minds much on our hearts and much, much more comfortable with it. And there are some people that do focus on these topics in their uh, public discussions and even in this forum. And so uh, it would be Kadai to utilize it and spread it as much as we can. Uh, tonight, I'd like to focus on something that's a little bit more common in our experience that is the more day-to-day -day experience of the intellect sort of shutting down, or maybe we can call it our shutting it down, where we have a uh, choice to make and um, the smarter part of us, the truer part of us has a voice. And very commonly the way that um, we respond or react or live in that situation where we're being pulled strongly with the probably powerful cause behind that pull is to just turn it off, just shut it out, just turn away from it. And just um, like we say, go with the flow. Chaznish says there's one underlying mida of all the not such good midas. And that is just letting life run its course naturally. So we will turn away from that voice that's in us, that good voice, and just um, let go with whatever we're being pulled to by our uh, Sahara, whether it's in a uh, human interaction or whether it's uh, in our own personal life, something that we're pulled to that's uh, not really good for us, that we really know is not good for us. So the question is, um, what can we find that could help us in those kind of situations? <clears throat> and I think in the, the way to like um, see it really discussed in print, the best place is in Rav Dessler's description of the smoker, who at the end of the day, the way he describes it, and we can use his description to sort of serve as a model for ourselves. He describes it that at the end of the day, the smoker is in great pain. He's smoked throughout the day. He's in a lot of pain. And he swears to himself he's not going to smoke the next day. And uh, the next morning he wakes up. And after a little while, he has the urge to smoke again. 
So what does he say to himself? One cigarette won't hurt me. And then after a little while, he says it again. And then again. And the next thing you know, he smoked through the day and um, he's in agony again. And this whole scenario repeats itself. And uh, he points out that it cannot be that the desire for the smoking is more powerful than the pain because he would be given the choice straight up one to the other. Would you rather the enjoyment of the smoking or would you rather avoid the pain that comes from it? He would say he'd rather avoid the pain. That's why he's swearing to himself at night that he's not going to smoke the next day. I don't know if you could say it's only just a moment by moment experience. He knows. But he, he describes of Dessler that the person has this koach to intentionally enter into uh, an arena of fantasy. He can say to himself, one won't hurt me. Or in our experience, very often, it doesn't even need any explanation or any justification. We just like shut off that voice of the intellect that's saying, this is not really a good idea for you. And we just follow the desire and we don't think. We shut off the thinking. And again, the question is, uh, is there anything that can help us to to keep it alive, to keep it active. Um, now, no, we, we know the Gemara in Kedushin, I was on the Mara Mekoymas, the Maeser of Amram, who uh, had in his house captives, a, uh, some kind of evidence came to him that one of them was exceedingly beautiful and he was gripped by a very powerful desire he moved a ladder that would have taken 10 men to move. But in the middle, he stopped himself. And he screamed out, there's a fire in Amram's house. And people came running, thinking, of course, that it was a real fire. And uh, that helped him to overcome that great challenge. Because, of course, in their presence, he would not uh, do anything sinful. So it's quite interesting that he had enough of an awareness and a, a strength of his intellect to call that out. But it wasn't strong enough for him to just run down the ladder. So there are circumstances where we have some awareness that um, we should do something. And sometimes we have the, the means to employ some help you know, contacting somebody, the, uh, the AA approach has a sponsor, there's someone who is always available to you. Sometimes we can divert ourselves with something positive, like the Rambam talks about, a person who has wisdom should divert his thoughts and his attention to something that is of a uh, intellectual nature that is cause of great enjoyment to a person. But there are cases, of course, where, you know, of course, we can't call a fire department every time that uh, we have a great challenge with Sahara. And there are cases where those, those um, helpful ingredients may not be available or immediately available. So here's where 
I have a thought. And you can tell me if I say whether this makes sense to you. But uh, we have to try to develop it. And the, the, the phrase that uh, I'm trying to coin is to keep the play alive. And the uh, sort of the model, the visual aid that I was hoping for was one of, if we can uh, borrow from something in the world that we're in touch with, like the market used to take lessons from everything in the world. That's why they were so perfectly matched to the lessons as Mishalim, because they came out of the world experience. So we could use perhaps as a visual aid, the um, effort of a quarterback who's about to be sacked and is doing everything he can to keep the play alive, to not be tackled so that he could still stay on his feet and make a play. And that little clip of uh, Manning to Tyree was intended to illustrate that, but I don't know if it really does it justice because um, the part about him almost getting tackled really isn't long enough to really show it adequately. But I think we could, try to imagine this ourselves, where there is an ongoing struggle of whether or not to go down. And the idea here would be for us to be prepared in advance that this is something that is prone to happen, as we probably can attest to ourselves, as happens quite often. But there is that inclination in a person to just turn away from the speech of the intellect, to just shut it off. And this, the suggestion is to have a intentional preparedness in advance to not shut that off and to give the intellect a chance to make a decision that it will see as correct and good and smart and beneficial for us to make. So there's two parts of what's happening, just like in the football play. There's the first part, keeping the play alive, keeping the intellect engaged, not letting it go down, not turning away from it, not shutting it down. And then comes the second part, making the choice from the position of the intellect, not just being sort of taken over and just going with the desire, going with the pull, going with the natural reflex response, but making a decided response. So we keep the play alive and then we make the play. How does that sound so far, Rabbi in concept? The, does, the, does, this, does this experience resonate with you of an inclination to turn away from my good intellectual thinking about what is right and really good for me and just do what my desires pull me towards? And by contrast, trying to not let that be shut off, to keep that active, to keep that engaged. When we see that inclination coming, not to let it happen, 
not to go down for the sack. But Rebbe, yes, isn't go ahead. Isn't there there's a isn't there a reason for the meaning because it's there's a there's definitely desire to go ahead and go after the inclination because if it's meaning there's a pull. It's not like it's not like oh, meaning especially before is that the 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 negative comes usually after. Right. So I'm I'm describing a situation where we're not totally lost. We're not totally overwhelmed. We're in a place where there's room for slowing things down a little bit. Of course, we have to discuss how that can be done. But, but the, 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 the concept is that that nature of a person that combined with the desire, there is also this Rav Dessler element of entering fantasy, or the way I'm saying it, just shutting off the intellect, shutting isn't, off that voice, turning away from that voice. Isn't entering the fantasy or whatever it is, isn't it just a means of escape? There's a reason why it's there. There's a reason why it's attractive, right? It's, not, it's, it's, it's all it is is a simon. It's not a seba. So here's here's the here's the suggestion that that Abdus was very uh, sort of strong about that there is the desire of a person for something enjoyable. In this case, the smoker to smoke. But there are valid reasons that he is very well aware that really um, are stronger, so to speak, on paper, are stronger logically, are stronger independently, even for himself. He's not, not discussing anything about morality, obligation, uh, what, what he owes to Hashem, being religious. This is purely for his own welfare. And he, in a, in a honest moment, would say for his own welfare, it's better not to be smoking than to be smoking. But nevertheless, in the moment, there is that koach in the person to shut off what his good intelligence is telling him, and just go to fantasy. And I'm suggesting that there are many times for us also that this plays out in just like not listening to the voice of the seichel, the voice of the Eitzatah, just not listening to it. If we listen to it, then will have a, a, a different kind of a situation where we will then be able to choose, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Why yes? Why not? You know, I'll be able to calculate as long as it's still engaged. Of course, it's quite likely that it's going to choose what is uh, really truthfully correct and, and the morally compelling and eternally valuable. But that's all part of what the intellect does. Intellect makes that choice. The first step is keeping the intellect engaged. And I don't know if this can necessarily resonate unless you watch for it and maybe notice that it happens. I think I've noticed it happen. So that's, that's the point that I'm coming from in speaking about it. I'm hoping I'm not alone, but even if I am, I'm hoping that I could gain some company if you look for it. I'm, just, I'm only asking whether it makes sense in concept. Rebbe, can you can you apply it to the um, to the smoking muscle? Like, can you play out the 
the, the, basic, the basic point is, just like in the smoking mushroom, the smoker turns away from what he knows of a reality nature. He knows if I smoke one cigarette, it will lead to another, it will lead to another. I know I'm going down the road of a lot of pain later. I know I'm on a painful road. But still he says, just one won't, one won't do it. It means like basically shutting off awareness of that reality, turning away from that rat reality and just living in this little, you know, imaginary place. So, so how does he keep the play alive? How is a smoker oh, keeping the play alive? So, so, so I have a suggestion about how to keep the play alive. Um, nothing, nothing of my own creation, but uh, maybe just this very simple application. The way I'm, I would suggest to keep the play alive is, you'll never believe this, by watching the play, by becoming a real spectator who has, has no um, uh, um, you know, preference about how this play ends up. We're not rooting for either side. We're just watching the play unfold to see the intricacy, the complexity, the amazing dynamics that are taking place in this play. Like when the team watches film afterwards to see what happened. So the suggestion would be just to sit and watch as all this is taking place in myself. The desire is arising for something that's not really good for me. Smoking, drugs, alcohol, pornography, we name it, you name it. Anger, etc. Getting back at somebody, etc., etc. Um, the 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 um, inclination to shut down the intellect and not listen to the voice that's telling me this is not really a good idea. You know, it's not really right, and it's not really smart. There is that inclination that's rising within me to turn away from that. I can watch that also. Let's see that arising within me. Let's see how long it lasts. After that inclination passes and my intellect is still engaged, then here I am ready to make the play, ready to make the choice that I can now decide with full, calm, clear, good, you know, unencumbered intellects to decide for myself what is the right, good, proper, beneficial, long-lasting, good thing. And I'll make that choice. And that choice may just be to just do nothing. And look at all this and say, wow, that's quite fascinating what all was taking place within me just now. And we say to the Yetzir Hara, thank you, but no thank you. Or we can even think of other things like, oh, I, I really wonder what this powerful desire is really rooted in. What is really the starting point of that very powerful desire for whatever it is I'm desiring? What's really behind that? And then I can ask myself, well, why is this being given to me? What is it, what is it really all about? What is its purpose? Why do I have this in my life? Why has Hashem placed this into the sphere of my existence? Mm -hmm -hmm. Oh, 
yes, I think I know. <laughs> it's for the sake of my just watching all this unfold and being able to say, mm, after all that, I think I want to stay with truth, goodness, humility, kindness, kedusha, closest to Hashem, and let go of everything else. And that will be my means of connecting with all those good things. And it won't be a big fight. <laughs> it won't be a really, you know, strenuous fight. It will just be very calm and very peaceful. Very patient. I'll just be watching. I'm training myself to be a really good spectator of myself and all that's going on. And then I'll see what happened as a result. I'll be able to ask myself, which choice will give me a more enjoyable life? The one that I'm being pulled to from the physical Yetzirah lower side or the other side, which one is going to give me a more enjoyable, all around, all enjoyable, more enjoyable life? Oh, okay, I think I know. Now let's, let's experiment, let's see what happens. <laughs> I'll be able to make that experiment. Let's see if I, if I do not engage in that smoke, what will happen to me that day? Will, will my day wind up being okay? There'll be some discomfort, yes. I will be you know, losing somebody that I'm very much uh, in the habit of. There will be change, there will be something you know, unfamiliar day taking place, but at the end of the day, maybe fine. And I might see that I might want to try another day without it. And I might soon discover that it's not really giving me what I was hoping it's going to give me, so there's really no point in it at all. And then I'll be free. Of course, ready for something else. But smoking will no longer be my challenge. So uh, I'm hoping this makes some sense. So we're really drawing from football a lot. We're drawing from being in the play and keeping the play alive. And then we're drawing from being a really good spectator and learning how to watch what is unfolding in front of us. And that might be a way how to keep the seicho fully engaged because it has what to do in the entire process. It could be observing. It could be watching. Oh, here comes desire. Here comes desire for shutdown. There it goes. Okay. <laughs> so um, there's only one way to find out whether this could work for us. That's right, by trying it. Okay, does anybody know where we're up to in terms of the uh, second half? <laughs> but but any, anybody wants to stay yet. on and comment? Sorry? It didn't start yet. It's not too. Oh, great. So does anybody have any reaction to this? Does this make any sense that this could possibly be a, um, a viable um, approach to try to take? I think anytime, I think your approach is 
is good because if I may say, uh, because anytime you could step out of yourself and see yourself, um, I think that's a good way. It's a good way, to, good way of doing it when you're in your, when you're within yourself. So you're, you're uh, struggling with the conflict, but if you step out of yourself, that automatically is going to get more into 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 the into the intellectual or what like what should be done on paper so you're getting yourself out of the struggle so, so essentially what i'm suggesting is that being aware of the dynamics in advance and essentially preparing ourselves to be ready for those often very common situations to arise and unfold and be all sort of <laughs> planned out and prepared. I don't know if we can say we're fully prepared, but fully at least you know thought out in advance that this is what I will, will intend to try to do when that happens. That can make it much easier. Halavai, we should be fantastically successful and wait for new good challenges to come our way, as Hashem will definitely send to us, and uh, we'll have what to use then as the uh, place to ask Hashem, please help us enter to get started into the Avodah Hashem. <laughs> Not to worry. <laughs> okay, anybody else want to... Um, weigh in if uh, anything here sounds reasonable slash possible slash amazing. I do. <laughs> Go ahead, Gary. It's, it's genius. Mazel tough. <laughs> to have, what do you have, mean? A, have an out of body experience and just watch, just watch it, watch what's going on as a movie. Right. Exactly. Exactly. When, 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 when you first do this, you're going to be amazed. It's going to be amazing. To <laughs> be like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here comes that shutdown mode. But I don't have to go there. <laughs> what will I lose if I don't go there? Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it could be amazing. Yep. Wow. <laughs> okay. I got notes I think, on all of it. I wrote it all down. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's, wow. that's, that's great. We should compare notes, Gary. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll send you mine and you send me yours. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, you can. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.